uh, learning more about Rick Rubin, who went on his uh, recent book this year. Man, I drink that Kool-Aid so hard. And the thing that stood out for me that I've actually internalized a lot from his whole book and his book tour is um, you can't care what the audience thinks. It's not, it's not an ego thing. He says it's actually extremely prideful and egotistical to think that you can be in the mind of a million people. To think that you can guess what a millions or hundreds of thousands of people want is insane, right? And he's just like, it's very freeing. Stop caring or thinking you know what the audience wants. Do the only thing you can do, which is be true to yourself. And I mean, Jack is a great example of this, right? It's like everything that Jack does is very Jack. And, you know, Bilal, when he left his uh, Google and then Charity Water, he was pursuing what was more him, right? Like we talked about this, like you just have to be more of yourself because it's actually very egotistical to think you can guess what other people want. And like, man, when he said that, like, it's that's it's extremely wise. Uh, welcome to another episode of Not Investment Advice. We got Trunk fan Jack Butcher, Bilal Zaidi. Do you remember when I used to do those intros, by the way? We don't do that anymore. I think people know who we are by this point but uh what's going on boys big episodes coming up we've got amas end of year awards for next week in full transparency we're recording both on the same day because it's christmas next week uh what's going on boys how's the holiday season kicking off for you Very what have you guys point. been up to i uh, i tried I've to log my go ahead go on i was just gonna say i was gonna i tried to log my lowest ever screen time hours the last oh that's days. a good like so you that. boys, you carry on trying. I'm trying to pull up my graph here, see if I no, got any No, I'm not going to laugh. Jack's like, man, it was amazing. I hit eight hours a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably true. Exactly. Down from Probably 15. True, man. No, I had, uh, I had a good run. My son did uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas. He was Charlie Brown. And we've been practicing with him. So he, he smoked it, did a great job. Um, I'm in sad shape, Lucy. I don't know if you guys remember the Charlie Brown Christmas, but... Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Classic. But- but Trung, are you are you still? You just came off a run, you said, yeah. Yeah, because I ran out of them ketone IQs. Our boy, <laughs> my na- I'm I, I'm gonna hit him up. Be like, yo, send me the crate, man. Tell me how much. Send it across Canada. It might not even, man, dude. Canadian customers might see that many ketone IQs. Like for one guy, it's like, yo, this looks suspicious, man. You'll be uh, distributing in Canada there, exactly. Anyway, so um, let's let people know what we're doing. We got AMA. We got some killer. Killer questions in there, by the way, boys. We're, this could Thank keep you, us people. going for several episodes. Yeah, incredible. So we'll try our best to sneak them all in. And um, if not, we might carry some over for the next one, but we'll see how it goes today. Hold uh, on, Jack. Yeah. What was your screen time? Go on, go on Jack. Oh, it doesn't look as impressive, but check it out. I mean, visually, it looks better than that. So that's the week before. Okay. Six and a half hours a day. And then look at that i'm under the average line this week dude five is actually pretty good man wait does that say six hours 16 is that what's that no <laughs> no, five. no 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 I, oh i five. thought it said i thought it was 15 minutes down i was like all right jack can we Mate, go? the math like look the the hours is only an hour a day difference Respect. on this but the dude mate. oh yeah that's, no, that's gone down sig- that's, i like that jack say, went right? straight to the visuals there. graph yeah. crimes you guys know yeah. that ter- remember that exactly term graph right. crimes it's just exactly. change the y-axis do the yeah. x-axis makes it look way better a little log scale on there so <laughs> <laughs> no, what i was gonna say though jack you have to remember also like a lot of the five hours a day that was probably just like f- iphone always on man you're down to probably like three that's honestly true. that's impressive man. five is still impressive man i'm like consistently eight nine or five. I had an outlier on the on the start of the week there too. So I was thinking I was hitting. I think I was down to like one or two Thursday, Friday last week, which is I haven't done. There that we go. Well, you're going to be lock back the in, phone away, man. That's you're going to be in the ten twelve once this uh, year end Bitcoin rally happens. You're going to be back the, in that ten twelve. I need the kale phone, boys. Yeah. I need the kale <laughs> yeah, exactly. phone, dude. Biggest. Okay, we're, we're gonna, not going to spoil that, but. Let's yeah. actually address something. Uh, we got a hilarious YouTube comment. Oh yeah, this uh, is brilliant. I did you have it? Do you have it? Pull it up. No, uh, I've got. I'm gonna no, give a shout out to in the, the individual. Chat, gone. Um, I, I have. Can, let's get the name right though. Can, is there any chance we I'll, I'll say it. Yeah, what yeah, we got. Here we go. Yeah, the TLDR. What's on possible? Okay, Can yeah, I misread it. it out? Yo, boys, can Trunk say something without shouting? <laughs> 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 Makes it hard to listen on the headphones. Love the energy, but hate it for real. And beautiful, beautiful. You know what? On, I'm gonna. Uh, my wife has had that complaint for a decade. So like, I I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. It's like she says I she says it sounds like I swallowed a microphone. That's what she says. And 
so I get it, man. I get it. And and for our listeners, we'll be very transparent here. Rafa, our, our legendary producer in Bilal, like every like fourth episode, they'll be like, man, can Trolley move the mic or can this guy stop yelling? Like we need to fix his audio. And remember, Your audio sounds I had, good right now. Sweet, I had sweet that $20 audio. mic for the first That made it a bit months. harder. That, that would definitely hit the, the scale on yeah, the regular. You got the phone back this week too, I see, Tron. Yeah, yeah. Back, your kid returned huge, it or did you get huge. a new one your kid well, hit it your, ki- your kid hit the phone remember oh i had to buy a new one yeah oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he hit it and he couldn't find it so i bought a new one and then he told me he's gonna hide this one too so i take it off now after he comes and i hide it i can feel a little trunk energy in him all right boys let's get straight to it because we got a lot to get through First one up here, NIA in three words. What are the three words you use to describe your experience of doing the NIA pod this year? Over to you, Jack or Trung. Go for it. You go, Trung. Uh, I got to think about this one. Okay, first word is a very Jack Butcher word, consistency. Here we go. We've been hammering this out, boys. Hammering it out. That's one word. Two words. Second word, C4. Are you reading my notes right now? No, you're going to say C4. (laughs) I wrote C4 and consistency, but go on. No, well, well, consistency is C4. You know, I'm going to leave it at two words. So let me finish my thought on consistency. What I mean by this is like, we've said it ad nauseum now. We're almost three years into this. It's clearly not for the money because we've made zero. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but we do get dopamine hits, man. I mean, we got awesome listeners, man. So there's like pay is not always in, in dollars, trunk. You know? Yeah, we and you know what? Here's the reality. I think I think like we said, we've been we met on the internet. I've still haven't met Jack in person. Bilal's met both of us in person. I mean, you guys are homies. Like, well, I've spent more time with you guys than almost anyone else. And uh, I just appreciate the time, man. I appreciate the time once a week. And uh, there's the, the the stuff that we talk about. And there's really no other outlets that I do it personally. So, man, yeah, yeah. Enjoy. The third word, put. enjoyment. I'm enjoying it. There we nice. go. That's perfect. Jack, anything to add to that? That was perfectly put by trunk. You steal a lot of the big themes, but I would say... Uh, <laughs> For me, sometimes I come to this like having done completely different stuff all week before it. And I think that, I don't know, the I was going to use the word volatile to describe that. But sometimes <laughs> I'm like dropped into this and it's actually a helpful like listening to stuff that's going on outside of what I've been doing for the week prior. So that's good. Yeah. Uh Yeah. It's unbelievable when you said three years i'm like how how have we been doing this for three years it doesn't feel that long two and a half we're two it doesn't feel that long it doesn't feel that long so uh i know know, time flies when you're having a good time boys it's been a pleasure yeah likewise yeah beautiful yeah i think trung you already took most of the words i had there as well i had consistency c4 energy because it wasn't just c4 so for people who, who don't know that, Trung has been taking a pre-workout called C4 before the pod, just in preparation. <laughs> he says he goes for a run, but I think he's just hitting the caffeine, the extra caffeine here. But yeah, no, all jokes aside, that that really lifts the week, that getting that energy from you boys. And then, uh, yeah, Rod, this isn't one word, but uh, space to learn, because I, I think one of the things I realize is, you know, every week, this gives us like a few hours to prepare and read about different things. It can't, it's like a forcing function to, to learn different things, especially when you've got you, uh, all three of us are interested in some similar stuff, but we've got different interests as well. And then, uh, you know, whether it's the history stuff from Trung comparing Nutella to the Roman Empire or Jack, what he's doing in a crazy world or his, ti- his Jack's timeline. I just want to see Jack's timeline on my feed every, every day because he finds the best stuff. Uh, so yeah, it, that that's probably the three words for me as well, there, man. I, I actually did, I think, six to seven words, but that's fine. What are the um, other ones? Rattle them. Well, up. I say consistency, C four energy, space to learn, which is three words on its own. But yeah, I think that's okay. One theme. That's great. All right, let's get into some nostalgic questions here. So, dead websites from the nineties or early two thousands. Oh, what dead websites from the nineties or early two thousands do you miss the most? Shout out to Newgrounds and. I can't even say the last one. E Bounce World. E Bounce World. I remember that from the I don't remember that one. I remember yeah. that. That was literally what I was going to say, but Incredible. Jack, you, I already stole your answer. Tell World? us what, what you loved about it. RuneScape, I was going to say, but E Bounce World. Oh, is that yeah. the like flash games and video? Oh, stuff? yeah. Okay. Okay. I do remember that. Yeah, like yeah, an beautiful. aggregator of, of, 
Was it was it games? I can't remember, but I know the name. No, they put like like that's where you'd see the jackass videos. Like, ah, okay. Uh, yeah. Ebound yeah, world. Early two thousand internet is just unbeatable. Like I think so, that maybe yeah. that's like you you gotta try and square that, whether that's just like the glory days of your coming of age time in your life where all the music sounds good or the everything you experience at that time of your life is inherently nostalgic looking back but it was a good time man the uh yeah man the pirate bay the early internet man t p b a lime wire exactly man just uh putting an mp3 to download overnight Oh, trying overnight. To, trying to I don't know if that's what you were downloading overnight, Jan. Let's be honest, but <laughs> it might be I'm an sure. MPEG. Maybe. Yeah, 56K. <laughs> Man, the days of 56K. A friend of mine actually uh, started lolcats.com. I told you boys this way back. I you right? mentioned that, yeah. Lolcats.com, which was a huge thing and started a lot of, uh, you know, the cat memes on the internet. And he used to be able to make Flash games. As well, so we would sit around making these games, publishing them to I forget the name of all of the new grounds. Did some there was that, the yeah, reference? new grounds was the other big one, it's, yeah, that was an insane one. Flash games, playing them at school, uh, MySpace. Obviously, you got to give a shout out to that. High five, CSS. that was a little bit later, but high, wait, wait, remember Friendster? high five, oh, Bebo. that was before Facebook, yeah, Bebo as well, Habo Hotel. Oh, oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a few in the Geo Cities as well. If anyone, that was the first yeah, website that was sort of builder, that was, well, like one yeah, of the early Yahoo website builders. Yeah, bought that for four billy. And then before they bought they shut broadcast it down now, from right? Cuban, yeah. Geo Cities, the Geo Cities is aesthetic, incredible. Oh my god, Wish and the banners they would force on it is crazy. Yeah. We've just gone, we've gone very homogenized and monolithic in our internet <laughs> culture. Unfortunately, you know. <laughs> You're experiencing it all through like three apps or websites, very different than, you know, you land on there, there's a hit counter, there's a little oh MP3 player. the Flash intro yeah. page. Do you remember that as well? That was so yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you could get sued for doing on. half of that stuff now, like for, you know, if you're in Europe, accessibility definitely. requirements. Yeah. Oh, Europe. yeah, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> Pink uh, on oh, pink. What or, about you know. forums, though? Because I feel like you uh, guys were on the forum life. I never did forums. Overclockers was a big one for me. The little, that uh, was where you'd make your own computers, yeah? Make computers, I think I was on talk that. about games, cars. That was a big one. There was one oh. called Realist, word I'm not allowed to say, but that was where I downloaded all my music from. Because nice. uh, when you'd be getting the um, mixtapes going, you, you people would be uploading incredible music. Like oh, all man. the, what are they called? The mixtapes and stuff that you just couldn't even get on LimeWire properly because you didn't know what... They were like the early curators, the Spotify yeah. playlist makers of Little their time. DJ sets you could download. Yeah, Incredible. beautiful. All right, that's a good one. Hold, Any, on, oh, I'm not, it, hold on, I got, go I, got on, I got a couple. Go on, uh, well, first of all, ICQ. You guys remember that bad boy? Mm, yeah, the messenger with the with the sound. How about that sound logo? We did, I didn't actually use ICQ much, but I know it was really big, especially in North America. But I think I use more MSN Messenger. But oh yeah, MSN Messenger. I got a dude. I actually had something happen to me. It might have been the same thing. I used Hotmail through university, stopped using it, and then just, I have no idea the, but that university account has all the papers I sent to myself, all the, and <laughs> yeah. I, I've been trying to get that email back. I just don't know how. Like speaking of something you used in the 2000s, like that's something that I, I used a ton of, um, ESPN. So let me ask you guys actually, today, I mean, Jack brought it up is like, everything's a destination now, right? You go to Instagram or, or Twitter or formerly known as Twitter X or Facebook or whatever to get your news. Which websites do you guys still visit today? Actual websites. Because uh, theringer.com, Bill Simmons, in the early 2010s when he launched Grantland with ESPN, that was a destination website for me. And the only website I go to now as the destination is The Ringer, ESPN, uh, Drudge Report and Daily Mail. Like I will literally click those in my browser. Love that Daily Mail is in there. Oh, oh, yeah. What about, do you ever go on Hacker News or anything like that? Oh yeah, Hacker News, Hacker News. So those five. I don't go every ones. day, but once in a while. So do you guys, the question is, do you guys have a destination website you still go to today? Uh, OpenSea. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, for me, boy. Jack's, no. Jack's the last person to actually yeah. still have that as a destination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got it as his homepage. Exactly. No, I, genuinely, I don't think I have that many that I go. Once in a while, BBC, but I have the app for that. And even BBC, I don't really read that much news. It's just my default type something and check the internet's working site. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, don't, I genuinely don't think I do. It's mostly coming to me through all the feeds, obviously. Coin market um, cap. Coin market. That's it. That's true. <laughs> that's the other pin pin tab. Yo, I'm gonna throw a joke out there if you guys get it. How dangerous is it when you give your phone to someone and they press P into your web browser and it auto completes? <laughs> Trans face. <laughs> Yo, that's a joke, people. That's that's, that's obviously a joke. a joke. Yeah, here we go. So uh, the other thing, do you remember the million dollar homepage? That was uh, pretty legendary. Mm. I think we said it in the pod before, but it's the guy who started Calm.com or the Calm app, which is, I think, a, I don't know how much they're worth, but they're a massive meditation app. He started um, Million Dollar Homepage. That, that, if I just see the visual of Million Dollar Homepage, Rafa, you can put it on the screen. That just feels like 2000s to me. It's like some kid, a university student, figured out, all right, I'm going to just go for it here, sell a pixel for a dollar and ask for people to to buy a million mm. pixels i'll become a millionaire and i think what's the works, jay-z so. line below that yours quote so which uh, one the eskimo sell water uh, i sell ice in the winter sell water to a well i'm a hustler baby sell water to a well <laughs> that's that there kid that's that's million dollar homepage kid incredible yeah that, wait i got one more yeah go i got on. one more thought i i know this one jackie but this is actually something that jack said originally uh little psychology corner for our listeners i love what jack said about uh, that internet era felt so great. But remember, we're all the similar age, right? We're all in our mid-30s. So quite literally what Jack said is true. This is the reason why most people, you go talk to anyone, the music they love the most will be from 15 to 25. You stop liking new music afterward. It's like a totally psychological thing. Unless you're a huge uh, music file, the music you love in your teens is the one that you truly continue to love and there's actually there's a big psychological paper about it we should we'll pull it up in a future episode but it's like totally a thing it's that's why we all still listen to sean paul isn't it you know what sean I mean? paul jermaine dupree limp biscuit <laughs> jesus christ that was a, also i just found out today do you know when sean paul says sean paul and blue you know whatever yeah. apparently he's not saying sean paul i just watched a clip oh, where he's oh, saying chanda paul which is a name of a cricket player called oh, uh, i forgot his first name <laughs> who was a legendary west indian batsman and i saw it unless it's an ai video who knows but i saw a video this morning of sean paul and it blew my mind because i've you been saying shauna paul and blue Blau's about to get community, which is that community one noted there's yeah, no that, chance get, that's true bro but wait wait did you just pull it up yeah, yeah here we go cricket legends sean paul doesn't actually say shauna de paul in his songs it's a tribute to cricket legends i will say in the sean paul blue control that sounds like he's saying sean paul and blue control but chanda paul is a legendary left-handed batsman elegant up there in the era of Brian Lara for any cricket fans. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a huge right. new thing for us all to know here. Um, all right, let's get back to it. Anything else on that, boys, before we move on to the, the more serious stuff? All nice right, nostalgic one to kick us off. All right, alternative trends outside of the obvious AI, particularly barely.ai. What other alternative trend? alternative trends do you think will shape the tech and media world in 2024 and what are you looking out for any thoughts i would just broaden that out to general trends i'm a media obviously we we talk about that but just tech in general well you know what i'll bring up the one that we are swapping in our group chats but uh, you guys also the ai girlfriend right yeah it's called the, if anybody hasn't seen it it's called the digi app and uh I mean, I got to say, that, that video, I've seen it quite a few times. I'm like, this is pretty good. It's like a 13-second video of like a Pixar-looking chick. Um, I mean, Rafa could throw up the video here. Uh, first of all, this isn't new, right? As in the sense of an AI girlfriend, a digital companion. But, uh, man, it's going to, I think that alternative, that is a bit alternative, right? It's a little bit taboo to talk about. And uh, we have talked about in the past uh, of this episode about what's it called? Rep uh, replica was the AI chatbot, which had this girlfriend feature, but then they had to turn off the R-rated stuff. 
But like whoever doesn't have the willy-nillies over that is going to just print money, right? But then the bigger question is, if you read the that tweet went viral of this video of this Pixar looking girlfriend, she, she said something along the lines of, I never met something like you, honestly, like you're one of a kind. And like, you can already see how that can rope people in. And uh, actually I'll bring up our boy, Jack Rains had a great tweet. He goes, uh, he says the most, the most, uh, what's, what's the word when, uh, when there's not a lot of something, attention is, oh, scarce. Scarce. He says the most scarce commodity in the future will be Riz, referring to charisma. Oh because yeah, I saw that. Yeah, 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 you saw that. He's like, he's like, think about the dating game. You used to have to pick up uh, uh, the opposite sex in a bar, right? I'm not just saying male, pick up female. It also goes the other way around. You know, girls shooting the eyes and like, you get the vibe, you're catching that body language. 90% of the communication is body language. I'm yelling right now, people. Sorry, I'm going to tone it down a bit. Got a little bit excited. 90% of body, uh, communication is body language, right? But then it gets into like, online dating is now the majority of how relationships meet. And like, now you just do Tinder. There's no Riz involved. You either look good or you don't, right? Like, and then now you, you're you not even gonna need Riz. You're just gonna be having this AI I girlfriend. I challenge that though. Cause I, I agree with the in-person Riz is obviously real Riz. It's funny just using the word Riz, but you know, like the charisma, whatever. But, and I obviously haven't been on apps for a long time, but um, there's still, you know, it's, the question is like, what is Riz? Like, like if you have to still attract someone to meet you in person, there's still a middle stage of that. My but approach different was never, Riz though, mine was right? always like, just like, let's try to meet people in person because I don't really believe in texting. There's but no, like, we always talk about friction and cost. There's no yeah. cost to sending a That's DM true. to somebody with the joke, right? There's no, you're not putting yourself on the Whereas line. when you're in person, of course, oh, yeah, dude, there's, there's a lot more to lose. Skin okay, in the so, game. So yeah. I think this will be huge. Uh, I mean, it's not huge, it already is. It, it, Japan's the best example, actually. There's a word. Uh, I believe it's pronounced otaku. It's O-H-T-A-K-U. It's basically 30-year-old virgins. It's like Japan's version of incels, but it's much more related to what's happened. Japan is like a harbinger of Western society, right? It's like the birth rates are down to a 1.0. You need about 2.2 for replacement to replace the population. Japan's down to like one. Korea is down to less than one. What's China, these, do you know? China is in a bad place because They're it's an older population and the, and and they the had one child, the one child rule yeah exactly and what is that now i think a two-child rule or something like i think that. it's moved up to two child uh two oh, dude, uh, don't, don't get me started about the one child oh, rule yeah, but, yeah, no but like uh <laughs> let me uh that's a great point though the, the whole point is like japan is like 20 30 years of you know they've had this debt problem for 30 years uh, uh, inflation problems deep the, the, the deflationary economy people live it well though right japan's a great place but these otakus, which is like their version of incels, that's been around for decades. And it's grim, dude. Like you guys have people, like 35-year-old males, that have like literally never left their parents' basement. And yeah. they just game and they have digital like partners. So it's pretty yes. grim. It's actually it pretty feels grim. sad man. and it is sad, but yeah, it's kind of a weird evolution. Well, I'm going to tie in the second question we had to this so we can just answer it all in one because this was about alternative trends. The, set, the other question which was related was about subcultures. What emerging subcultures will have an outsized impact in the year ahead? Where do you see the weird and strange experimentation taking place? So I think, because I had actually written that um, AI companions as one of the subcultures, I don't know which, they're kind of a similar question. But um, Jack, what about you, mate? Any, anything else come to mind on either that or other alternative trends? I don't know. The AI stuff is already feels like it's like, getting rained back did anybody did you see that tweet about like the the current gpt4 is like less powerful than the original gpt that came out however long ago because of all of the like safety measures that have been implemented since so like in my mind that changes the trajectory of a lot of these trends is like microsoft sort of nipping nipping that in the bud the like run away and i would need to like i don't I haven't done enough research on this but the the digi thing do you know what is power in that 
Is that their own thing? That's a great question. I don't even know. Something? I think the animations are their own. Apparently, they have Pixar-related uh, people. Well, here's the funniest part of that. I don't know if you guys saw this tweet. In the second tweet on that thread, he goes, Naval is leading the round of this oh, yeah, investment. Yeah, yeah. And then like five tweets later, <laughs> it just goes, notes, yeah. yeah, it goes, by the way, uh, Naval is not. <laughs> like, wait. I'm like, how, well, how could you fall? You know yeah, what I think crazy. actually happened? Because I think in an earlier... Uh, you, on Angelus, it looked like Naval was involved or in like tangentially, but then maybe he saw the reaction to it. He's like, "Yo, I'm pulling. I'm a like I saw these comments. People think we're destroying the future of humanity. We're ending bloodlines and uh, things of that nature." But uh, uh, yeah, that was pretty funny, man. Yeah, that's why I wonder, man. I don't know. It's always it's always overblown. This stuff too, you know. Like it's definitely not great, but it's like, uh, yeah. It's, it's like the reactionary nature of the response to this tweet is I don't I've not downloaded it nor am I going to, but the idea that this is sophisticated enough to keep someone's attention for like ten years or something, I think is probably a little bit of a reach. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. But the you trend like... in general is worrying, right? Yeah. It's like Yeah, exactly. it's like the wall the wally version of like everything being delivered to you. And I think those like a lot of these things are more symptoms than they are causes of certain things, right? Like the, what is it? Like the, the, like the rate of reproduction among young people is so much lower than it has been 10, 20, 30 years ago. And that's all that, like, that's not AI girlfriends. That's just the the idea that you have this object in your hand that is like constantly distracting you from pursuing anything of long-term value. And if you accidentally go to the browser and press P, that's yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. No, but you bring up a great point though. The other, thing, the other part of it is you're right. Larger demographics is this. As the country gets wealthier, women just have less children. This is just like a known yeah, fact. Yeah, there's like, right? there's a demographic Pretty thing and then there's like thing. the the career progression thing and like equality of sexes thing kids which later is kids yeah. later exactly and like also to be frank it's also more expensive proportionately to have a kid than it used to be in the past so like that's another element of it so i think there's well it, it depends where you are but a lot of parts of the world in the western world so yeah that that's a good one um the other ones i had here i'll just throw out is kind of in terms of alternative trends outside of the obvious stuff Again, none of these are complete unknown, but just stuff that I wrote here to jam on with you guys. Health and tech, I think there's still like a huge amount of space for, if you just look at all the industries that have, you know, this is a very analytical way of thinking about it, but a negative NPS or like, you know, something that people just have a terrible experience with and the prices have got continued to go up. The two biggest ones, I think, are healthcare and education. And we've talked about this on the pod before where, that's related to things that are touched by government versus things that are touched by, um, you know, pure free Bezos. market technology, you know, uh, deflationary effects of, of technology we've talked about. But yeah, so for me, the big one is health, especially in the US. You know, there's still one of my biggest frustrations is just doing anything related to the healthcare system. Like I went to a physio recently. I called my insurance company up several times, got it pre-approved, you know, found out the price confirmed three times and then afterwards i still got charged more than was you know uh, agreed upon and like it's just yeah everything feels like a ripoff and i didn't your, really feel like i got anything out of it sort of thing go ahead did you just do your your renew your plan below this week yeah you know? well it's kind of like auto plan renew 800 dollars a month or something crazy like that and i'm like, like i don't even mine know it's so filth. you've got a whole like family, family too, plan so. is horrendous yeah. Well, it's because you're, that's right. You don't have an employer. So you're, you're going to, well, VV, you're self employed. Going straight to the, straight the to the healthcare source. marketplace. Yeah, home. exactly. With, exactly. Without the volume. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Well, here's a, here's actually a good one. Let's get to the nitty gritty, Ashley. I'm going to throw something out there for you guys. I'd like to noodle on this, uh, not to get too political, but anytime there's a big backlash in the political sphere, changing of electorates, I think the DEI thing that's happening with Harvard. Uh, post uh, ten seven in Israel, it's. I mean, it it is, it is. It feels like an earthquake. Actually, it is like you have the oldest university in America, like one of the most important brands in the world, literally the world. Harvard has set the education 
agenda for the last hundred years, it's a platinum brand, right? It is, it is is synonymous with education and excellence and achievement. A number one brand in education. Right? It is Definitely. a number one brand, and pretty much it it has a Claudine Gay, the current president. We're not going to get too deep into the politics of it, but she, uh, you know, this perception. She 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 has done a lot of the diversity, equity, and inclusion related things at Harvard. Uh, her own hiring, in many people's eyes, was a DEI hire in the sense of she has eleven published papers. Most uh, uh, university presidents have way more uh, and a book. She wasn't like an academic star or a super accomplished ac uh, in academia. And it's been found out that about half those papers have some form of plagiarism in them. Even Harvard's statement saying that she's staying in her position said that uh, there have been some inconsistencies in her work and that it's being addressed, which is basically admitting that she's done plagiarism. Like, I knew people at university which were expelled for ripping like Wikipedia, right? She's the president of Harvard and clearly not being held to the standard. There's there's something going on. Now, the, the larger question I have is this, and this is a multi-year question, right? Is uh, DEI, uh, Harvard also lost the affirmative action case over the summer, which we didn't get a chance to talk about. But the affirmative action um, um, essentially was, the, it was, it was hurting uh, Caucasian and Asian applicants uh, for Latinos and Blacks, and just in terms of peer numbers. Like if you took a uh, same candidate, uh, Asian one would have to have like 200 better as SAT, a 30th percentile better like GPA. And the way that you can easily see this is just look at California. Uh, affirmative action was made illegal in the late 90s. And you go to like their state schools, like Caltech, it's like 50% Asian. We can ask now is like, is that admissions policy, meritocracy, like is that, the best way you can ask that question but based on the way that most universities run it you got way more asians right this is just it's just how it goes asians are really good at tests that's just that is not a controversial statement right and uh so my question then to you guys is this clearly dei has hit the end of the road even in corporate america there's been a, people are admitting they're shutting down dei apartments i'm worried about the backlash though because certainly you want better representation uh, across different uh, you know, minorities and genders. But the question becomes, what does the other side look like? I mean, we've, we've all worked in large organizations. So I'm gonna throw it to you guys and be like, what would what a good middle ground look like or what would a bad backlash look like? On, sorry, are you talking about on diversity on representation like, specifically? Let's say, yeah, let's say the DEI wave is it's receding now, right? It's yeah, like it's the, like trend and then there's like a counter trend to yeah. rein it back in because yeah. that often happens. So your, your question is specific to where do you, where do you a think good this middle ground on this or topic. Where do, you, yeah. where do you think this ends up? Mm, go on, Jack, any thoughts? Good question, boys. I was going to say the, uh, you know, this is going to sound like a joke, but the uh, zero interest rate phenomenon of certain things happening during times of abundance that are ignoring economic reality in whatever way you want to dice that up like any massive corporation you've worked at 80 percent of what they do is nonsensical it's like you're sort of surviving on arbitrary agreements between companies that have been you know predated 10 years 20 years whatever you might not have the best product on the market let's say it's like these things are you know your advantage is based on a lot of intangibles, which is the same thing with a Harvard or whatever else, right? It's like to try and say that the Harvard brand carries no weight versus like somebody who is maybe technically more competent, went to a different place. Like all of this stuff is wrapped up in that, uh, that phenomenon. So I don't think it's like, a, hey, change this rule and that rule and everything is great. It has much more to do with this underlying like status signaling bias. And like, you can't measure things like these are not all qualitative things or quantitative things, I should say. Like in general, that's where the argument breaks down on both sides for me is like, there's no... Like, unless you're, you know, very specific applications of skills can be measured um, 
I always get these mixed up quantitatively, right? And the the standardized testing. So I haven't spent. I did horrible. It's like if I was, uh, if my test results at sixteen or however old determined where I was going for the rest of my life, I would be in deep shit. Like I was not a good student by any means. But I think a lot of this, a lot of this outside of if you want to be an engineer or you want to build bridges or you want to like be specifically qualified to do X, Y, or Z. Like the idea that you need to lean on these massive institutions for credibility or legitimacy as a trend, I think that goes away over time. You know, it's like this idea of the importance of those brands in the first place. Yeah. The importance of the cosine of X is, is, is diminishing. And like, we've talked about it loads of times about the experience of going to school is very different than, you know, it's very nuanced and it's not about getting the diploma at the end of the thing. Like I went, nobody's ever asked to see my degree. And if they did, I probably wouldn't get the job. You know, if you actually asked where I went to school versus like, here's the work I've done for the last 10 Check years. the chain. Exactly. Check the chain, yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I think, it's, I think a lot of it is those two forces have been fighting each other forever too. Like a lot of the good intentions of like, yeah, just publish your work and like, have overwhelming proof that you're good at something, you can still lose out to the person who's, you know, dad plays golf with whoever, right? That's just like, those are like entrenched things that have existed forever. And it's like, oh, we're changing this corporate policy to say this, it doesn't do anything. And if you have like no economic downside to implementing that stuff, that's when it just bubbles to into this out of control thing i could not agree more it, it i've seen the tweets so dei is a zero interest rate phenomenon the reason it is though is because you see what happens in the past actually since they started raising rates right people are just joking about it. it's like yeah the, all these big tech companies are across america they're slashing unfortunately 20 30 percent jobs but the reality is a lot of those jobs were quite cush and very undefined right it was like yeah and and when, at the time there was like this shadow economy but going on between that right it's like you had to have that in order to do business with these people or in order yeah. to get on this list or in order to do blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, hey, interest rates are 7% and you can't be fucking blowing your your you treasury on bullshit. And it's like, you can't okay, be we're blown not on doing DI that consulting, which is a, this is just a reality. You go look at the numbers of Fortune 100 companies. They're slashing these departments because that's just, that's, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. It's just not the meat and potatoes of what the business is, right? Nor should it be. I mean, these are important things, but we're seeing what happens when you, uh, in times of abundance, exactly. You can start layering on abstract things. I mean, take ESG, right? We've talked about ESG. ESG, look at the backlash against ESG. I think the number one company in ES, I mean, uh, Exxon made ESG, right? It's like, it's just like you're taking off things on the box. I worked for this company once that did like uh, licensed stuff for Walmart. And they will come around and check like what paper was in the printer, what light bulbs are in the fuck, like that crazy, just nuts. It's like the, yeah, Michael Saylor would have something to say about this, boys. Fiat. (laughs) This is the the downstream consequences of a a currency that has no basis in economic reality, boys. We go. Blah. Any thoughts or? Yeah, no. I, I think we could probably do a whole episode on this. So I'll yeah. try to be short on it. I think the the question originally was about DEI, uh, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, and so yeah, similar to what you said, I think most of these things go crazy in one direction and then they get reeled back in. And then we also have to remember the context of where things were, let's say, twenty years ago in the workplace or in in different industries there was a real need for, I, I prefer the word representation versus like DEI because I think DEI now just has this kind of connotation of like forced quotas and stuff like that. Whereas what personally I care more about is representation of different sorts of people and different ideas. And that doesn't just get segmented by race and gender. That's obviously two parts of it. But, you know, there's a lot more to diversity even You're right. uh, than just you know, someone who is a brown person, an ethnic minority in the UK, and generally comes from a, you know, work into middle class background as well. That is, has been important to me because growing up, 
I now look back and say, oh, that first time I saw someone that sounded like me in a place that I was trying to get to did make a huge difference. But at the same time, when I just see like a forced thing where someone feels like a token person that's in a leadership team or whatever, then it just feels like, well, that's not necessarily what we're going for. What we're going for is still a meritocracy as close as we can still getting people to uh, be in positions based on merit, whether that's Harvard or elsewhere, but also understanding the nuance of what it takes that we all don't start from the same place. That's kind of the essence of what the ideas in the first place. I do think most of the time they come from a good place, but like a lot of things can kind of get hijacked by ideological people on both sides. And so I think we're also seeing the other side now where every, some people are saying DEI is complete bullshit. It doesn't do anything good, etc. And so I think there's just a, a balance to be had there. Um, and there's also just even on the race thing specifically, since I can talk to that with my experience, like being a brown person in the UK is very different to being a brown person in the US, for example. Like you said, the thing about Harvard discriminating against or Ivy League discriminating against Asians right? Like you have to get a better SAT score to go to those schools versus someone else. That's the case. Whereas in the UK, let's say growing up where I went to school and stuff, our uh, kind of experience was closer to, let's say, black people, Hispanic people here, because we kind of lived in the same areas and had the same income levels, same uh, doors open for us, same crime statistics, like all those things that we talk about here. And so that's why I think there's just a lot more to it versus just like blanket statements of if you are this race, it's so much harder for you. If you are this gender, it's this harder for you. So anyway, that's we can go on all day about that. Well, let me add two I, thoughts yeah, like, just very quickly. Yeah, the yeah. one thing I'll add is that you brought up a great point. It's uh, it, it, Diversity means across many things, not just race, right? You pointed it out. It's like political views, very important too, right? If you have... If you have five different nationalities and races in executive, but they all went to Harvard and they all read The Economist and all think the same things, that's not diversity of thought, right? So yeah. like, I totally agree, like there's many uh, uh, vectors which is important to have. And the other thing I'd mentioned too, kind of to piggyback on your point, uh, we could end this whole convo on this is like, to take the Harvard example, um, they should get rid of all preferential thing. Like think about the alumni and these like random sports that get uh, scholarships, right? These random sports that typically only Caucasians can play or that uh, that is uh, that is heavily, I mean, think like lacrosse. What is you that? Mean, yeah, like, yeah. What, what, what Vietnamese person is playing lacrosse, right? <laughs> yeah. like, you you mean, could be the although, first one. Although I can tell you, well, we're getting our son LT into fencing. We're like, oh, we saw that fencing oh, game. Like, go. you know, but I mean Killing like- it. It's like there's, there's vectors, but yeah, we could talk about this forever. Let's go to the next question. Yeah, great, great discussion. And so I'm just going to wrap up from the earlier question about alternative trends. I'm just going to list out a couple that I had written down here. So I mentioned health tech um, and within that specifically, I think there's a few big things. There's hardware, if these were different vectors, the preventative focus and measurement stuff like we're seeing. There's a company I saw recently, um, Mark Hyman, who's kind of like a big influencer. Think of him as like a Peter Atia or... Uh, Huberman equivalent, where they're doing these, it's called Function Health, and I have no affiliation to them, I haven't used them, but they're basically allowing people to do, um, you know, blood tests where you get 500 different markers that help you prevent stuff in the future versus my experience going to the doctor where I'm paying with my own money and my doctor's literally fighting me to, to not get certain things tested and stuff like that. There's this kind of weird kind of dance happening there. So I think there'll be more solutions like that. Uh, also that remote coaching is another big area like I've used something like the knees over toes guy ATG they've got like a coaching thing uh, where you can basically record yourself and they can um, you can like view they'll they'll look at your form and stuff like that uh, there's another one future fit where you wear like an apple watch and there's like a personal trainer remotely so I've done that and anything to do with longevity like I think there's a lot of areas uh, in that and then the last couple I'll mention outside of that there's the crypto next cycle narratives. Because if you think of every big cycle, like 2017 versus like two years ago, there was always these new, like there was crypto gaming stuff. There was, um, you know, a DeFi, obviously, stable coins. Previously, there was like internet of things. I'm not saying all these things came to be, but I think if you look at 2024, 2025, if we are in another bull market run, there, for every bull market, there needs to be different narratives and also hopefully people actually creating real things. So whether that's going to be AI 
intersecting with that or social finally having a real killer use case or Larry app. Fink below. Larry Fink's driving <laughs> the driving yeah. force here. Larry's bags. Exactly. Um, and then the last couple, I'll say alternative education, which you were kind of just talking about there. That was another area. I think, I don't know, you guys have kids, so I'm curious to get your take. More people I speak to, most people are like, I don't love the, the normal system for my kids. I want to at least augment that with other stuff outside. Or I want to look at something completely different like homeschooling, micro schools, uh, all this sort of different stuff. So I think that's a whole different area as well. Um, but yeah, those are the ones that were coming to mind for me. There's there's a few more, but I'll leave it leave it there. I think old Brian Johnson is launching a product in January as well. Yeah, yeah, Speaking yeah. Of talking of longevity, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got yeah his company. Okay, they're doing you. a bunch of supplements basically now based on his methodology, which is quite interesting. He sh- um, he'll kill it with that man. Oh he's my god, built an unbelievable distribution. He no, knows what uh, he's doing. Even we talk about he's, memes he's all the time. Too. He leans into it. Yeah, he's funny as hell. No, but we're talking uh, the last for people who don't know about Brian Johnson. He's the uh, bo- body hacker. He's trying to make every part of his body the age of eighteen. Founder of brain tree, right? And anus, yeah. which is clearly <laughs> what he said. Great. No, no, but I mean, like, he's like, I want my stomach, lungs, kidneys, like, penis, and anus to be like. But, but I mean, these are great memes, mean? right? He's like, he's like, I measure anus, my. Anus. I didn't see the yeah. anus. It's he's, a like, little, I, he's like, I he's measure it clean. how many erections I have a night, which is which oh, is actually does. a very strong sign of uh, testosterone. That's here's mortality. But here's a really funny thing, though. I read it and I'm like. Imagine this guy biohacked himself for three years, ate broccoli and cauliflower four times a day just to launch a supplements business that's going to sell at 2x uh, revenue that in is, five years. That is the whole, that is a midwit <laughs> meme there, like, right, boys? Is you this like- Start with this? protein and supplements, <laughs> end with supplements. In the middle, you've got the ice baths and all that crazy shit. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's brilliant as well. Um, all right, cool. Let's move on, boys. This was a question we had here. Three memorable things each of you learned this year. You can do as many as you want or as little as you want. Anything Is this going to cross over mind? with our, uh, our best of episode? Actually, you know what? The, the best. Yeah, year fine. end is different, right? Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Things I learned. And these three things, I don't want to ruin it because uh, when we did the three words, uh, you guys go first because I don't want to be the first again on this. Jack, anything come to mind? Otherwise, I've got a couple written down I already thought about. All right, you go think, first. I'll go after right, you, yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Memorable thing. So I had, uh, this is one of the things that changed. I know this is quite obvious for a lot of people, but the role of exercise, um, exercise for feeling good versus looking good. And that is like, if you just think growing up, what you think about for running, you go to do sports, whatever, you always think about it as, oh, I'm going to do this because I'm going to be fit in terms of like how you look mostly. You're obviously were told, oh, exercise makes you feel good. But for me, primarily exercise is now like mostly about how I feel. And that makes me addicted to it in a positive way where I want to start the day. I want to get outside. I want to move my body. Uh, I want to go lift weights. I want to feel strong and feel confident, all those sorts of things. And that is a big, that was a big change for me. So um, that was one. We talked about this episode 103, Ideas That Change Our Lives. Uh, Walk Until The Day Becomes Interesting. If you're interested in that, you can go check out that episode 103. I, I talked about it on the pod already. Um, and then I think on that same episode, I have a Jacko, Jacko Trunk, one of you said, the time and energy is a currency. I think one of you said that, unless I said Probably that. Probably Jack. That sounds like Probably a, a Jack. DV. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's again, something we know intuitively or we've heard it, heard it in different forms. But really, if you think about looking back at my last few like last five years essentially that is what i've been optimizing for like doing things that give me energy things the anti-goals thing we talked about not doing things i don't want to do um and then optimizing for complete flexibility and time that is the most valuable thing for me so those were the three that stood out to me so say the question again uh three memorable things each of you learned this year Uh, okay yeah uh three memorable it can just be one if nothing if you don't i got some good ones i would say uh doing deep dives uh, learning more about rick rubin who went on his uh, released a book this year i man i drink that kool-aid so hard every single even the woo-woo stuff he talks about i just look, listen this guy's earned his stripes right he he's seen shit <laughs> like rick rubin has seen shit and the thing that stood out for me that I've actually internalized a lot from his whole book and his book tour, his book, The Creative Act, is um, he says, and he said this a lot on his podcast, is uh, 
you can't care what the audience thinks. And the reason he says that is because it's not, it's not an ego thing. He goes, he says it's actually extremely prideful and egotistical to think that you can be in the mind of a million people. To think that you can guess what a millions or hundreds of thousands of people want is insane, right? And he's just like, you just, it's very freeing. Stop caring or thinking you know what the audience wants. Do the only thing you can do, which is be true to yourself. And I mean, Jack is a great example of this, right? It's like everything that Jack does is very Jack. And, you know, Bilal, when he left his uh, Google and then Charity Water, he was pursuing what was more him, right? Like we talked about this, like you just have to be more of yourself because it's actually very egotistical to think you can guess what other people want. And like, man, when he said that, I'm like, damn, dude, this that's so like, uh, it's that's it's extremely wise. And it's in, quite freeing, in, right, as well. It is. And in the internet age, the amount of mimesis, which we talk about, social, you're just looking at people living like they just post their best things in life. Instagram is like they're partying. LinkedIn, they you know they got this sweet certificate of Harvard Extension School, <laughs> and it's like uh, you 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 look at those things and you think you should uh, uh, you can know what other people want. You can't. You can only know what you want. And Ruben talks about it all the time. That, that was it was pretty mind blowing for hearing him talking over and over about it. He can always I, brings can it. I, can I yeah. drop an avalism on there as well? Yeah, hit it. Build for yourself and you'll always have product market fit. Boom. Go. Game over. Beautiful. Well, you know, it's something perfect. so funny about the, the parallels in their experience. Like people who have watched and coached hundreds of people through very different situations to build something, right? Whether it's a musician making an album or it's a founder building a company, the amount of wisdom you gather in seeing the similarities between people that are making ultimately very different things or the outcomes are very different, but the things that were consistently applied, the characteristics or the beliefs or whatever the, you know, the things that were the commonalities between the people who managed to figure something out, they, they tend well, to be very similar. Well, our boy David Senra, founders, yeah, that's what's perfect amazing example. part of his podcast, right? Yeah. He just, I mean, that's what makes it so amazing. He keeps bringing it back to like, he's like, oh, by the way, like he's a human Sam Walton, wrong research. Uh, yeah. So I'd say that the other thing I'd add, something I did learn this year because I didn't watch it when it came out last year. Have you guys watched the Beatles eight hours documentary? Uh, What's that back? on by the way? So in 1969, do you know why it's on trunk? Which uh, it's on a uh, Disney, Disney plus. Oh, okay. Okay. That sounds so good. 1969, um, here's a little teaser. I saw so I'm eight episodes into my solo podcast, which I'm doing, which we'll talk about later. But one of them is about Beatlemania. I, I briefly talk about this, but I'll bring it up here because it's gonna be a while till I release this episode. But this part, this, I think all, if you're a listener and you care about creativity, I mean, first of all, let me ask you guys in your mind, where do you rank the Beatles? Like just, just not even your personal feeling about their music, just culturally. Like they're at the mountain. Big to meme. Me, big meme. Yeah, yeah, to me, they're up the A plus Shakespeare. with Michael Jackson. Like there's like, yeah, that level of, yeah. No, you but could like argue in 500 years. Yeah, people yeah. Me, in like yeah, 500 Lindy. years, when, when people look, yeah, they're Lindy. When you look back in 500 years, you're going to talk about the Beatles. Probably. Like they're Shakespeare-esque in that sense to me. And um, and well, what's crazy about them is that they keep like most acts from the 60s, like they're just not as relevant anymore. Even the Rolling Stones who are still touring are just not in the same mind share as the Beatles, right? And the Beatles are considered, they're the Hermes of music. Like they're the top of the top, they're the apex, right? But what's amazing about Get Back, if we've all, we can all agree on that, you're watching these four guys, they're not, they're not even, none of them are even 30 years old. They're 28 or under in 1969. They're at the peak of their powers. They just released Sgt. Pepper, also a Lindy, super culturally relevant album. Five years into, uh, since they went at Sullivan show and blew up. And they're only together for another year after this. So everything they did, I'll bring it back to something Rick Rubin said. Rick Rubin says the Beatles are the proof that God exists. Like their existence, these four guys from Liverpool, small, like whatever, Liverpool's a work town, right? You'd expect the best band in UK history to come from London. They're from Liverpool. It's fucking nowhere. And, or at the time. So 
Rick Buber says the Beatles are the proof that God exists. Whether or not you believe in God, that's what he says. I think it's profound, right? So you, but you get to watch them for eight hours making music. Like these songs we know, like Let It Be. Everybody knows Let It Be. You watch them make the song Let It Be. And it, and it's just, the amazing thing about this documentary is this. It's just so normal. Like these are, dude, like Lennon shows up with Yoko. She just sits there. They're fucking around on the guitars. And there's like, there's no magic moment. There's like, they're literally, they show up from nine to five. They're grinding. These guys show up from nine to five. They have insane work ethic. And you're watching them create some of the greatest music ever. And they're they're eating like old toast. Like they're the most famous people in the world. They're eating old toast. They're working from nine to five. They're just dicking around. They spend half their time just dicking around. And then they just bang out these hits. And so why I bring this up is, I think watching that is so compelling because if we can agree that they're this Lindy-esque Shakespearean quality in 500 years, we remember them. You this 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 video of them, this eight this eight hour uh, documentary, which was made from sixty hours of footage, is initially meant to be a TV documentary that was, and then also a film. Um, they didn't use all the footage, so Peter Jackson spent four years, the Lord of the Rings guy. He uh, he brought it back all to life, recolored it, took one hundred sixty hours of audio. But you're just watching it, and you're like. Nothing feels superhuman about it, but you're watching something superhuman. That you guys see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, yeah, to be able to watch something that we can all agree is so ridiculous, but then see how normal they are, it's actually very inspiring. It's just smashing some beans on toast, making Dude, hits over there. It's just you know? ridiculous, man. It's yeah, like John that's Lennon, amazing. I need to the check greatest that out. writer ever, rolls up. He's like, What is that? He's like, Oh, that's toast from yesterday. He's like, Yeah, give it to me. He's like, Hey, can we get some marmalade here? Like, butters up this old piece of toast, bangs out like one of the greatest songs ever. And you're just like, What is going Like, what is happening? Yeah, so yeah. but I'll say that it's amazing. Drunk, not to put them on the same level, but on the on the plane yesterday, I was watching the old Kanye doc on Netflix that we we've talked yeah, about yeah, on yeah. the pod. And again, whatever you think, of Kanye, just that first episode, there's there's this scene where he's with Scarface, the rapper, who at the time was considered one of the best in in hip hop, and he's he's he just gets this like banging compliment from him. And then at one point, Scarf is like, what's that on the table? And he's like, that's my retainer. And it's like, <laughs> that's the funniest scene to me because he's literally got a retainer and he's just like this little dorky guy. And it's just amazing to see those early you're right, years. You're watching, I love it so much. That's why those, I mean, that happens so much now, right? That's the, that's what's amazing. Like so many backs, I mean, you brought up a great point. You get to watch all these artists and like, as it happens. So good. But to see the, the what, what made the Beatles so special is like, you wouldn't expect to have that, right? It wasn't like, it was 1969. And yeah, then you this get is before this footage, the era of doing stuff just like that. Like, yeah. And you're and the the myth that's been built up. So I'd highly recommend watching. You know what? It's long. I'd watch the first episode. There's three episodes. It's two and a half hours. That's where a lot of the, you see them just dicking around. And you're like, wow, like this is incredible. Yeah. And then uh, let me add one more thing I'll say is uh, uh, the third thing that I, I actually read this recently. It's uh, from Venkantesh Rao, really great blogger. But uh, this is a quick one. I want to let you guys noodle on. He says, uh, AI is not an invention or generative AI. It's a discovery. And I want you to think about that for a second. The telescope is an invention. What you see in the telescope, which is space, is a discovery. Which means we don't fully know what's going on, right? There's something going on there. We haven't. I want you guys to think about that. Because this is actually this uh, Lex Friedman when he asked Jeff Bezos on their podcast, which is a really great podcast, by the way, two and a half hours. Uh, I listened to it recently, Freeman and Bezos. Uh, Be uh, Freeman asked Bezos about AI. I don't know. Uh, so Venkatesh Rao is very widely read, but Bezos said the same thing. And I'm wondering if you borrowed it from Venkatesh, but he said, AI, he's like, the way I think about generative AI, it's not an invention, it's a discovery. And then he just kind of left it like that. So I want our listeners to noodle on that. I don't know what the implication is, but... It's like it's Jack, so I saw it you profound. when he said when Trunk said that you had a thinking face. Was there anything that you thought about that? Or that's cool, a cool frame for it. It is like, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting the idea that you're just combining things in a new way. But you could argue, I mean, it's all not to get too philosophical, boys, but the everything is a combination of new things, right? Then the, the difference between like a telescope. I actually just look back at this book I have. You ever read How Innovation Works? Matt oh, Ridley. yeah. Yeah, Great yeah, book. yeah. 
Like there was no moment where someone's like, Hey, here's the telescope. I just invented it. It was like somebody had a piece of glass and put it over something else and they put it on a fucking stand and then they put a, like <clears throat> all yeah, of these it's things. That, what you is an back. invention basically, right? Right. Same, same idea that you were just talking about strong with the, um, even the Beatles and every like creative endeavor is not this like eureka moment for the most part. It's like grinding it out and changing it 1% at a time or less. And then eventually it just, you get to a point where you're like, all right, let's put it out in the world and see what people think of it. And then people take that and build on that. Um, but yeah, AI is. What I tease the difference is like, I think what he's getting at is like these things, are, like intelligence existed. Like it's just like the, the, the universe exists, right? Even before the invention of telescope, it existed. I think the, what it probably, I think what they're getting at is like the idea for this type of intelligence. The interface to, to, to viewing this Exactly, thing, is the invention. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. an interesting frame, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Jack, any, th thanks for sharing, Ostrang. Uh, Jack, any memorable things you've learned this year oh, you want to share? And completely cool if none of these, we can also skip. No, I mean, whenever. there's so there's so many. I, I Like Take it's hard time. to even, hard to... Like most of them are way more personal than they are useful for anybody that's listening to this, but maybe that is useful too. That's but, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Celia this year, like having a second kid, she did basically all the work because I was like uh, buried with stuff from January basically through August was just like working 16 hours a day for a fucking long time. So she... she picked up the entire slack on the family side so i guess the the lesson that i already knew that was reinforced is like anybody in a situation like mine is not happening without somebody behind you doing all that stuff so yeah respect that's beautiful yeah, yeah. Beautiful. 100%. um then another thing i think comes from like one more um interesting one that actually i learned from celia too is like you can Like a lot of the a lot of the interactions I have or the things that I think are like out of reach for me or I haven't really thought about is like is mostly an issue of learning how to communicate certain things. Like I've I sort of over-index so much on trying to like build this body of work that speaks for me that sometimes I don't I don't just go and ask somebody, hey, can we do this thing together? Or I have this idea let's do it. I'm like always waiting still now, like with, a like I realized this earlier this week more profoundly when I just had a problem, I was like, I know this guy would know. Let me just text. Like it literally sent one text of like, can you help me with this thing? Comes back this massive response. Like do this, do this, do this, then that, then that, then that. And there's so many other instances where I'm just not doing that. I'm like, let me figure it out myself. And there's so many people that are so much more talented and experienced and willing to help a lot of the time then uh yeah then you you struggle for no reason sometimes in those areas and i definitely like i haven't even learned that lesson that's just something that i'm like shit i need to get better at that um and then well the last one i would say Sometimes the traveling stuff, like I traveled a good amount this year and it is good and it's fun to do, but it knocks me back so much on my like routine and like everything that gets sacrificed while I'm away. And you think about like, what did I really get out of that? And, and not that everything has to be this calculated thing, but like what are the trade-offs for going somewhere for three days and being in a different time zone and like the crypto stuff specifically is like, it's literally the same people that go to every single event. So you see them in, in New York and then like three months later, like let's go to Miami and do the same thing in a different place. And it's fun. I'm not like, I'm not trying to say anybody I met this year, I had an amazing time like talking to and being away from home, blah, blah. But the, uh, you always like come back and you're like, man, I'm so out of the, so out of the rhythm. And I basically just did like a cloned, experience of the thing i did three months before so that's another ego probing thing where it's like how much is this actually serving the thing i'm trying to do if it's like you specifically go in to meet people that you haven't met before etc but you know i'm leaving two kids at home to do that so, so it's like the 
the uh ancilia the the trade-off is so much more significant so another not even a lesson but another uh consideration yeah that's perfect it's something that you learned um for the year i think that counts but wait the a quick jump off i know we probably wrap this episode soon but something you said the second one you said about not asking people quick psychological thing about that benjamin franklin talks about it all the time is like people want to help for their own ego you have to remember this is like when that like not to say that there's alternative motives but when the individual gave you that long list i'm sure he felt good about it like, Damn, oh, yeah, yeah, i'm about to flex on jack's face right yeah. now and then, <laughs> yeah. and then but here's the other thing you have to remember when somebody opens that first thing of help now we're talking about psychology and influence they want to see as somebody that is consistent that always helps so now they've introduced themselves to you as somebody helps it's very unlikely now that they'll go back on that perception they've given you as something that doesn't help anymore so it's actually crazy like benjamin franklin talks about this called psychology of this all the time is like people want to be perceived as consistent so if you get somebody to start helping you i mean like they, they actually want to keep yeah. helping you. i mean man if you have like any like psychopathic tendencies or like you could just you know the world you can benjamin very franklin nicely in your yeah. favor for sure for sure like i guess the that's the thing is like trying not to reset that and trying to figure out how there's something for both parties to gain in this instance. And you're not necessarily right. bothering someone you're like, Hey, have this idea that we could work on together, but I can't do this. I'm not capable of why blah, blah, blah. Let's do it together. Um, yeah. Focus is the, also the continuing evolving, like, you know, ever, Always trying to get better at, at, at doing one thing at a time. Yeah, that's that's great. They were really good ones. Um, anything else, Trung, on that from what Jack said before we wrap this up? Because we have lots of amazing questions, but I think we can roll some of them into next week's episode potentially. Uh, and we're going to have ones for New Year's too. So we'll we'll see um, yeah. what Thank we want to get amazing. going. Yeah, Thank there's, there's some bangers in here. Yeah, that was perfect. All right, let's wrap this one up then. And uh, we've got a lot more coming for you next week as well. So, so happy sure holidays in the meantime. Happy holidays. Yep. Yeah, it'll be Christmas already by then. Well, if, if you're celebrating with family, friends, hope you're enjoying yourself. Take some time out and uh, make sure you listen to NIA though, obviously. you got to put that in the ear on the, on the train home, the car ride home. We got you covered. So uh, make sure you lock in for the next one because this is always a banger too, the wrap up of the year. And we'll throw in some AMA as well. Speak next week.